It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building as we are in our July series called Faith Builders. Uh, Laura, it was great last week. Oh my gosh. In interviewing an 18 year old Micah Elliott. I, Amazing. I you and I just sat there when we were finished recording and went, what just happened? That was, <laughs> yes, that was, did. that was an 18 year old. I can't believe it, but you know what? Today we have a really special guest joining us today and uh, Suzanne, but you need to be introduced by Laura because you and I met to record this podcast about two minutes ago. So I'll let, I'll let Laura do the wonderful introductions. Oh, I was so excited to introduce Suzanne to you, Deb. And I am so excited to introduce Suzanne to our listeners here at Beyond the Building. Uh, Suzanne lives four doors down from me in Franklin. Uh, we are in Bible study together and I love to talk about my Franklin friends. And I'm so grateful to be in community centered around the word of God. Uh, with Suzanne. So thanks for being here today, Suzanne. We just love having you here and we're grateful you're a part. Thank you so much. Seriously, thank you for the honor of being a part of your podcast and a part of your ministry, small part. But, um, and Deb, it's great to meet you because I've heard so many wonderful things about you from Laura. So uh, I, I pay her well. <laughs> Well, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Suzanne? Sure. So, um, so as Laura said, um, we live four doors down in Franklin and, uh, but that's kind of a newer thing. We moved to Franklin a little over two years ago, my husband and I, my husband is Carrie. And um, actually next week we are celebrating 36 years of marriage. Wow. Congratulations. uh, Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think about like, wow, where'd time go, but uh, (laughs) it's been wonderful. He's still my favorite person and best friend. So that's all good. Um, But Carrie and I moved to Franklin a little over two years ago um, when the craziness of, of, you know, a couple of years ago happened and we realized we needed an adventure. And uh, our dear friends moved here about 15 years ago. We fell in love with Franklin and Tennessee and visited many times. And when we needed that adventure, we thought Franklin. So uh, we moved here and we still split our time between here and California because we still have a lot of life in California. Our kids are there. My husband's job is based there and uh, we have community there, but uh, you know what? We love it here. It's our primary residence. And uh, thankfully our kids love it here too. So they visit a lot. And our kids, we have a daughter, Amanda, who's 30 and our son, Scott, who is 27, and actually just got married a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, her name is Carolina, and we love her like family. So um, they're wonderful. Love our kids. And like I said earlier, they do come to visit. So this Franklin, California thing is working for now. Um, but um, to give you just kind of a little bit of a background of um, my education, career, faith journey, I did not grow up in church. I became a Christian at 20 years old because my best friend from high school shared with me. And so I like to tell that to people because I really do do know what it's like to not know God and kind of that desperate feeling or that uncertain feeling of, um, gosh, what does my future hold? And, you know, what what is life all about? Just all those concerns and things. There was a deep sadness and depression a couple of years before I became a Christian. So I know that God really had his hand on me. And um, so, yeah, so that was at 20, met my husband in college. We got married right out of college. And then um, I majored in social work 
as uh, my bachelor's degrees in social work, worked in that nonprofit world for a few years before I became a stay-at-home mom, and then was home for a while, and then kind of back, got back into the workforce at our church and did some part-time jobs with volunteer management, special events, that kind of thing. And then um, when the kids got older, I went into a career of, uh, well, I opened my own special events business and did that for a few years, but didn't do that for a super long time because it really took me away from the family because as you can imagine, special events happen on the weekends and evenings. And so did that for a few years, but then stopped because I really wanted to be there for my kids as they were getting ready to go off to college and doing all the high school stuff. So, um, so then when the kids were going off to college, I was very nervous about what my life was going to look like as an empty nester because I, I just always kind of identified as a mom first and that mom role was going to really change. And so I had to find something for me that I could really sink my teeth into. And so that was when I decided to go back to school and study Bible and theology. So I did that, took me a little over three years. It was such a gift. I absolutely loved it. Um, and I uh, used that obviously for just personal development. But if I can back up back in 2007, I started a women's Bible study where I lived. And it reminds me so much of the study that you're doing here in Franklin that you've invited me to Laura. It started out as a small neighborhood group. And then over the years, it's grown. And 16 years later, there's still so many of us core members that are still in it. And it really is my heartbeat and my ministry. So going to seminary really helped me learn how to write Bible studies, how to lead, um, you know, giving me the tools and the skills to do that. So that was a real gift. So that's kind of my background of, of you know, career, ministry, um, all of that. Yeah. Amen. And then... After all of that, God chose to put her four doors away from me. And so I am so excited because one of the things, uh, you know, Suzanne was sharing that she had a Bible study or still continues to have a Bible study in California, but uh, Suzanne now teaches here at the Bible study in Franklin too. And so that is, that is such a blessing. Like I just love studying the word with her. And so, yeah, that has been a gift. Um, she's a woman who teaches the word of God and I'm passionate about that. So, so yeah. she's teaching in your family room. This is true. Okay. So that's a very big thing. Cause Laura is very picky <laughs> about who's going to teach the word. <laughs> I am very grateful. That's what I would yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I've been so hearing grateful. about, there's been some wonderful teachers mm -hmm. that have been stepping in. So this is really pretty cool to get to, to put a face and say, you're one of them. Yep. Well, I am excited to hear what you have to share about. Laura's told me that you, that God has really placed on your heart, a very specific way to help women, mm -hmm. that it's a business and it's a ministry, which really, if all of our lives is a ministry, uh, I think that just goes without saying it could be a business and a ministry, but what can you share with our listeners about what is this business and how is it a ministry? Sure. Yes. Uh, so because I, I told you how much I love uh, leading women and my Bible study is my favorite thing. I learned kind of through the seminary process. And then when I was done with it, okay, well, what, how do I want to use this degree? Because obviously I am using it with the Bible study, but I knew God wanted me to do more with it. And I prayed about, do I go back and work in the church again? And I wasn't seeing that as an option. And so then um, I was kind of introduced to the whole life coaching world. And, you know, life coaching is great. But a, a lot of what I saw with life coaching was I can equip you 
to, to you know to do the things that you want to do and it was all about like you and giving you the gifts and all that and it wasn't necessarily the foundation wasn't necessarily spiritual or or god based bible based and so I thought, gosh, what if I took kind of that life coaching concept and turned it into more of what I like to call spiritual training? And uh, so I came up with Move or Move with Suzanne. And let me tell you, many people think I'm a realtor and I'm not a realtor. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty yeah. funny. Um, but the reason I call it Move is there is a passage in Acts 17, 28, and you've probably read it dozens of times where Paul is preaching and he, he says very clearly and succinctly, in him, we live and move and exist. And so for me, and what I believe is any kind of forward movement, growing, learning, anything like that has to come from God or have God's uh, foundation and the Bible and the promises in the word that give us that power to really grow and move and learn. So it's in him that we can do this. And so then I got this passion, gosh, what if I were to come alongside women and help them move forward? Because as women, I think we can all admit we get stuck. There are seasons where we get stuck and we don't necessarily know how to get out of that stuckness or how to get unstuck by ourselves. Because if we're stuck, there's usually a lack of motivation or an isolation going on or something. And it's like, no, oh, I'm stuck and I want to be stuck. Well, you know, sometimes you need somebody or something to come alongside you and guide you and um, point you to the Lord, point you to the word and all the promises and just um, and just offer some tools and create kind of a program. So that's where I came up with Move with Suzanne. That's what I do. I love it. And mm -hmm. Suzanne, you've got an awesome um, website. Okay. And so I was on the website uh, recently and I saw that you call yourself a spiritual trainer on the website. And I know we've talked about that before. Um, can you share why? you call yourself a spiritual trainer and what that means as far as uh, people getting boosted in their faith and getting unstuck. Yes, sure. So um, probably most of us can relate to the example of a personal trainer in a gym. So you want to get in shape. So you join your local gym and then you say, you know what? I need a personal trainer because I don't know how to use this equipment. I don't even know where to start. So you make an appointment with a personal trainer and they sit down with you and they ask you, well, what do you want to change? What do you want to work on? Oh, well, I want to lose weight or I want to build muscle. Or I want to, you know, whatever it is, improve my cardio, whatever. So then they, they hear you out. They come up with a kind of a workout regimen for, for them. And then they show them how to use all the tools, use the weight equipment, use the treadmill, whatever. And then there's the accountability piece too, where you've got those appointments with your personal trainer on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning at nine o'clock. And if you don't show up, you either have to pay the money or you're going to get yelled at by your trainer, whatever. Right. <laughs> the accountability is important. So, um, so I liken myself to that, um, a spiritual trainer. I like to meet with potential clients and kind of hear where they're at and where they'd like to move forward. And then we come up with a plan and I've got some tools that I've kind of created that usually work for, for most women. And I, I definitely tailor programs to women, but um, wherever they're at, whatever they need to work at, um, we we take a look at that and then uh, we come up with a plan. And then what I like to um, say is maybe sort of unique in this sort of thing is um, is the accountability piece. So if you work with me, you'll get a Monday through Friday, every morning, a text message and an email. And there's always uh, Bible passages. There's always some sort of a prayer, some sort of a, hey, how you doing with this? How you doing with that? 
a reminder every day of the, I call them movements or the, um, the actions that you want to take, that you want to take place that week. What are those? And um, how are you doing with those? So there's a lot of accountability, which seems to bring success, you know, because a lot of times these women that are stuck, again, if I just hand them the tools and walk away, you know, it may not go as well. It might, but, you know, the accountability kind of um, cements that and, and brings that to life. So, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I, it's awesome. Why I came up with the spiritual trainer, because I can relate to the personal. Trainer. Yes. I think we all can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the accountability is a huge part of that. Yes. yes. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's a, a perfect like segue into this whole series on, on building your faith, right? faith boosters, faith builders, whatever you want to call it, because there's times in our spiritual lives where we feel like we've hit a plateau or we're stuck and you can change outward behavior. But if you don't change a mindset or a belief system, uh, you can't move. Like it's, you're going to get, you're just going to fall back into old patterns um, at some point. And then you feel like, did I make any progress at all? So I love the fact that you're mixing just good, it's common sense, strategic planning for goals and anything that involves the word of God, which addresses issues that often get us stuck, spiritually stuck, you know, that prevent us from moving forward, belief systems that need to be changed. And I'm sure in your teaching, you focus on the power of the Holy Spirit as the game changer, you know, within each of us. So I think, man, this is like a perfect combination in order to really encourage people to to walk out in freedom where, you know, we all know we can get so stuck that we just don't even want to, we, we just give up, right? This isn't going to work. So I think it's exciting what God's placed on your heart. It truly is ministry. It's something after his own heart. So you, Laura said you shared something that Bible study that each step like forward is based, it's coming out of the word. So what do you think is the thing that causes us not to move? Mm. Great question. Gosh, there are so many things that cause us women. And I say women because I only work with women. So it's probably all humans, but women um, that cause us to be stuck. And I'll just name, gosh, several here. And I work with some young clients too. So going the, the, the whole life transition thing, there's so many transitions in life that can cause us to be stuck. And it's interesting because some of these life transitions on the outside look like they could be really great and positive. And you go into something thinking, gosh, I can't wait for this to happen. And then it happens and then you're stuck. So, you know, graduating from high school and starting college or college, graduating college, and then all of a sudden you've got an adult job and boy, life is sure different than college. Um, going from being single to being married, being married, and then now you're going to have children. That's a big one huge transition. Um, married to divorced. That's another one that I deal with a lot. Um, the empty nest, we talked about that. That is huge. Um, a new career or maybe having to go back to work after many years of not working, that can make women really stuck. And then just moving, moving like, um, Laura, you and I have done a lot of moving. Yes, we have. And, um, well, me once, but I feel like, yeah. Anyway, um, that on the outside, again, that can be in a, re a really exciting thing. But when it happens, it's like, I know this one gal um, that we both know that she moved and she was so excited about it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't know anybody here. 
I have to start over, you know, just all the, the overwhelming feelings that come with those transitions can, can just make you, just paralyze you, you know. Um, death of a loved one, um, a lack of purpose, financial issues, health issues, um, difficult relationships. That's a huge one because you've got maybe your husband, maybe your kids, maybe an extended family member. This is a big one, a coworker. So if you're working at a full-time job and you are um, in a difficult relationship with a coworker that you have to spend 50 hours a week with, mm. that mm. is pretty bad. So mm -hmm. you gotta, that that can make you stuck and make you not wanna go to work. And, you know, so that anyway, there's just lots of difficult relationship um, things that can make you stuck. And then um, a dry relationship with God, those dry seasons, we were talking about that earlier, just, wow, how you can just, uh, just, again, be paralyzed and, and stuck in that. And um, sometimes you want to develop some good habits and you want to kick some bad habits. Not quite sure how to go about doing that. So then you don't do anything. Um, fear and worry. I'm sure, we're, I'm sure we all worry about our kids. We all worry about our grandkids. We all, you know, the future, the whatever, whatever. And then um, as women, I think we just all experience insecurities of all kinds, whether it's appearance, whatever it is, insecurities. And so I think just all those things just can make us stuck. Yeah, absolutely. I think Suzanne, all of those, things, so many of those things you just listed, I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. been there, yeah. been there, been there, right? Especially the move and, and what a challenge that is. Mm -hmm. And then if we even look at our, I know God gave this to you prior to, you know, the, the COVID mm -hmm. um, years, but here we are in a place where we literally were all stuck. And I'm sure that that really intensified what we are going through. That might be a nat normal thing that we go through, but now it's even, you know, accelerated to a harder, a harder place. Mm -hmm. And then you uh, put on top of that, all of the normal things. Like I, I, again, when I was on your website, I love that you say that you help people identify their purpose, overcome obstacles, uh, and picture your purpose, pursue the path and leave your legacy. And mm -hmm. all of those things, when I, when I was reading those things, I was like, this is what freedom would be described as. This mm -hmm. is freedom, right? Pursuing your path, overcoming your obstacles, leaving a legacy behind for your, your family. Um, can you just take, you know, one or two of those, uh, ideas from your website and share how getting stronger in that area works in cooperation with increasing your faith? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yes. Um, yeah, so the I think the first one is the one I want to focus on, which is um, identify your identity. Mm. Um, so many, we talked about how women can experience insecurities. I think it's because we don't really fully grasp who God says we are and what the word says about who we are as his child. And um, so one of the things that we do, we do a few different scripture studies. We, we study what is the Bible. We study who is God and what are his attributes, but then we study um, who does he say we are? What is Amen. my identity? And so um, that is one thing that we do is we just spend two weeks of just passage after passage. And um, and if you don't mind, I just want to list a few of them. And yeah, I'll yeah. list them quickly, but <laughs> sounds great. It's um it's just something that we as women need to claim. Yeah. Because I think if we can, then all those other things that you talked about, the the path, the mm -hmm. purpose, the legacy will fall into place yep. if we grasp who we are. So God says that, well, I'm a child of God. I am a new creation. I am chosen. I'm a royal priest. I'm holy. I'm joint heirs with Christ. I am his friend. I'm his masterpiece. 
I have the likeness of God. I am righteous. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am forgiven. I am redeemed and healed. I'm the light of the world. I'm victorious. I'm restored. I'm loved by God. I'm complete. I'm strong. And I'm forever with God. Amen. <laughs> Debbie, you know, you know, right? We want to get up and dance when we hear things like that. That is just the truth right from the word of God. And I love it so, so much. Yeah. Well, the so truth I would is, say if the, the women truth sets you free, right? The truth sets you free. Amen. That's right. When mm -hmm. somebody's opinion doesn't set you free. Yes. Pulling yourself up by your bootstraps doesn't set you free. Mm -hmm. So your whole approach is the way to do this. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it's, it's God's word, right? It's the truth. And, and we have to know the truth. And if we know the truth and we can act on that, then like you said, I love that freedom. It's freedom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. So I got to ask you a question. Um, I'm listening to uh, your, your approach. I listen to all the topics you're covering and I have got to believe that there's some listeners out there that are saying, I just don't even know where to start. I don't think I'm going to do this well. What if I fail? Like they've tried these things in the past and perhaps have not successfully gotten unstuck or stayed unstuck. And there, there's this voice in their head and we know it's not the Holy Spirit that's saying, don't even bother you know, you're not going to be able to do this. You, you're not strong enough. You're not good enough. God's not going to help you enough. I have to believe that grace is a critical piece of this journey. I know that you share about that. And I, I think people need to be encouraged that grace is going to carry them through this journey. What can you um, share mm -hmm. into that whole topic about grace and how it ties to moving forward? Mm-hmm. Wow. Grace. Well, first of all, God's grace and it's because of God's grace, we are saved. And, um, and because of that, we need to extend grace to, to the people in our lives. And, um, this program, first of all, when, when I meet with a client and I kind of explain everything we're going to do and what I kind of expect from them is I tell them, I say, okay, now I'm going to get in your face a little bit. Okay. And, and I, I want that permission <laughs> from you. And, you know, I don't say it in a mean way, <laughs> it's terrible, but, um, but you know, um, they're usually in that place where they're ready and they'll just, they'll say, they'll say, okay, it's okay. That's okay. And of course I get pushback or of course I get women that kind of fall away for a little while or aren't up for it. Um, but as far as grace goes, I think when I think of grace, I think of um, our relationships and so uh, gosh, probably 95, I'm just going to say hundred percent of the clients that I have met with have had issues with their relationships and um, grace needs to be extended. And Laura, you and I were just talking about this, how we, we can only control our own actions. We cannot control the actions of others. And so um, given that, and given that we know that God wants us to have healthy relationships, we know that God, um, you know, his word says that, you know, you, you people, you children are my priority. And so you need to be a priority to one another and love one another. So what does that look like to extend that grace to, to the people that I'm having issues with? And so, you know, I just think of like, we were even talking about this, holding our tongue when maybe we want to say something we shouldn't say. And sometimes I'll do that with a client here. I just told you, I, I get in their face, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I will hold my tongue. Um, but also, um, 
letting things go or putting yourselves in their in their shoes, um, assuming the best of people, um, praying for them, but also praying for my own patients, serving them. This is a big deal. Um, I had one client who was, uh, we were talking about difficult coworkers earlier, and this gal has been working at the same job for many, many years. And there was this one coworker of hers that was just literally impossible to be around just came in grumpy every day did not want to accommodate anybody she was all about herself she was just grumpy and difficult so my client was like I don't know how I can continue at this job with this woman and so we talked about okay well like we said earlier we can't control what she's doing you can only control what you control what you're doing so what can you do to kind of change the atmosphere and all that and I said how about if you serve her and she, she was like, oh my gosh, I, I can't even imagine that. <laughs> I mean, and I was like, yeah. thank you for your honesty, yeah, but yeah. you need to serve her. So we <laughs> talked about what that could look like. And she finally said, you know what? I know what her favorite coffee is from Starbucks. I'm going to bring her her favorite coffee. Wow. I'm like, great job. Great job. Great idea. So she did that, I think three or four times. And ladies, I'm not kidding you. It only took a couple of months and they are like good friends now. They work so well together. And I was so proud of my client for taking that hard step to extend that grace and, um, and, and love on her where she was Mm -hmm. at. She probably Mm -hmm. never had anybody do anything like that for her because she's grumpy. Mm -hmm. Who wants to serve Mm -hmm. someone who's grumpy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think, I think there's a a teaching point there that so often we get stuck because we're waiting for somebody else to change somebody else to move, somebody else to buy me a coffee. And God's just saying, yes. you go, yeah. you go yes. first, right? You yes. go first. Yes. And so how, how, like just people should just stop a minute and pause and say, father, have you been telling me to do something? Mm-hmm. Right. And I have just said, it's impossible. I will not, I will not do that. Um, that might be the ticket to get unstuck for somebody. Yeah. And, you know, to go along with that, um, I've told clients in the past, well, I don't feel that they'll say things like, I don't feel like doing that. And I say, don't wait for the feeling because the feeling may never come, but you can choose to serve. And then, you know, afterwards, God is going to honor that and it's going to better the relationship. And so many good things can come from that. But I also liken that to a workout. Mm-hmm. I don't, I <laughs> yes. very rarely feel like working out. Right. I, it just doesn't happen. I force myself because I know afterwards I'm going to be glad there's right. going to be good that comes out of it. But if I wait for the feeling, I'm never working. That's out. so true. So it's the same thing. I think with some of these, these things that I do with clients that don't wait for that feeling, um, just, just kind of get into a good habit mm-hmm. or, um, or just respond to what the Holy spirit is asking you to do or nudging you to do mm-hmm. and, and trust that it's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Um, Suzanne, we always give our guests the final word as we're wrapping up here, but I have quite a few uh, parts for you for the final word today. Like a, what is the final thing you'd like to share with our guests? But I do think it's important to tell, um, to tell our listeners uh, how to get connected should they you know, be in a place where they're feeling stuck and they'd like to um, find out more about the Move with Suzanne program. Um, so how can people find out more? And then can you just really quickly, boy, this is a lot for final words, oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> but can you just really quickly um, kind of say what, I think you said it's a 12 week program. Like, what does that look like uh, as far as, it, I'm sure it's different for every person, but just a quick mm-hmm. overview of what people might expect um, if they were to reach out. Sure, sure. 
Well, the best way to reach me is through my website, which is um, movewithsuzanne.com. And uh, there's an intake form there. There's also just a form where, you know, if you just want to contact me with a question, yeah, it just goes right to my email. So that's great. But um, yeah, so 12 weeks, it, it really can, 12 weeks is my favorite program. Uh, I say on my website that there's six and eight week programs as well. But to me, 12 weeks, you really truly can develop habits. And so some of the things that we do, I'm so glad you asked because I didn't, didn't cover this earlier, but um, and I know, Laura, you've heard some of these things. Mm -hmm. So so one of the things I have clients do every week during all 12 weeks is we tackle tolerations. And basically what that is in a nutshell, I could go on and on about this because it's my favorite thing, <laughs> is um, you're, you're doing the things that need to get done because they reduce some sort of level of stress. And it could be silly little things like um, your junk drawer is a mess and that causes stress because every time you go to it, you can't find the stamps, you can't find the scissors. So tackling that toleration, that would be tackling the junk drawer mess, okay? Um, the reason we do this, I have clients do three to five of these every week. It could be also just like making a doctor's appointment, that mammogram appointment that you've been putting off. And you know, in the back of your mind, it's causing stress because you know you need to do it. So if you just mm -hmm. do it, it's, it's done. So the reason I have clients do that is, it really builds confidence and it makes them feel productive and it makes them feel like, okay, if I can tackle these things, then I can tackle the bigger things as we move forward in the program. So the tackling tolerations is awesome. And um, we do that every week. The other thing we do, we do a lot of gratitude, daily gratitude. I have them do five small things every day. And all of my clients love that. And they say it's literally life transforming. Mm -hmm. So um, we we do the scripture studies, like I said earlier, about who is God, what is the Bible, and who you are as God's child. We do um, we do. Uh, I have you tell me what your five values are in life right now. Hmm. What are those five values? And then we come up with very measurable um, habits to reflect those values. So hmm. if it's if your value is your marriage, well then we when we come up with something really measurable that can reflect that value in your life today. Um, we do, gosh, I'm looking for my list here so I don't miss anything. Um, we do scripture memorization. We do, you discover how you best connect with God so that as you spend time with God, you're doing it in a way that you're going to connect more with him mm -hmm. than, than normal maybe. Uh, you discover what your spiritual gifts are so that you can begin then uh, working in them because that's how God designed you. Mm -hmm. Uh, what else do we do? Um, do, 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 do? Oh, and spiritual disciplines. We, we go through about eight different spiritual disciplines. And again, the purpose of those is to just draw us into a deeper, more intimate relationship with the Lord. So all of that takes place over the 12 week period. And, um, and it seems to, it seems to go well. Now, again, everything's kind of tailored to, to, um, different women's needs, but, that's kind of like an, an overview yeah. of what we do. Yeah. I like what I hear is um, body, soul, and spirit, mm, right? Mm -hmm. It's the whole person living mm -hmm. in freedom, which is exactly the way God made us. And I'm also hearing these things that you're saying that seem maybe small, right? When you're saying something you're grateful for, like, mm -hmm. I'd like to be able to think I can think of five things I'm grateful for quickly. Some mm -hmm. days, maybe not, mm -hmm. right? Some days it's yeah. more of a struggle, but all of these things, when you're saying people are actually accomplishing these things, and we're talking about faith builders, these are faith builders. I'm holding on to who God says I am in the word and I am 
acting in faith as I'm stepping forward to speak into my marriage, to serve my coworker. I feel like our faith increases as far as who we are and what God's called us to do. And the next time we come into, let's say next job or next move to a new community. And you know what? God got me through the last one. I took a lot of small steps. He worked with me, body, soul, and spirit, and I'm going to get through the next one. So our, this, this season of faith building increases our next season of faith building. So yeah, I just, I love that so much. Yeah. Well, I could not be um, more thrilled really to have you here sitting next to me in my kitchen and having my good friend Debbie on the other side of the zoom room here. Um, but thank you for being here with us today. Yes, absolutely. Please. Sorry. One more thing I just wanted to end with is um, we didn't really talk about why it's so important that we, we stay unstuck. You know, we need to stay unstuck as women of God because God has great plans for us. And he has, you know, there's the passage in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Mm -hmm. And if we're stuck, we're not able to do those things. Amen. And so we, we want to be part of building his kingdom and glorifying him and serving others and being good stewards of the gifts and the resources that he's given us. So that's why we have to remain unstuck. We don't want to live a life that doesn't include God and all of his priorities and his stuff. So, amen. That is a great word to end on there. That is, yeah, that is, is. beautiful. That is right. And that's what we want to see. So if you are uh, listening today and you're feeling stuck, uh, if you have a friend in mind or a, a coworker, whatever it might be, someone that can really benefit from the truth that's been spoken here on this podcast, you can uh, please share it. We love it when um, listeners share these podcasts because the truth of God's word, right, is spoken in order to go out, right? And it never comes back void when we speak his word. So um, thank you for being here, Suzanne. Thank you. Really enjoyed it so much. Uh, for our listeners, uh, come back next week. We are going to, it will be our final week, right, in Faith Builders in the month of July. And we are going to be interviewing uh, Heather Whitworth, who has uh, deeper prayer ministry here in uh, Middle Tennessee. We're excited to hear her story, what God is doing in her, through her, and how he has shown her, right, what she is called to do here in this new season. I know it's going to be a faith builder just like this was today. Thanks for being a part. We um, do not take for granted that you take your time to uh, click on this podcast. So thanks for being here. Take care, and we will talk to you soon. God bless you. Thank you. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.